what is what is what is this what is what is what is this this is what this is what this is living large and hard this is living large and hard this is living large and hard welcome to the living large and hard podcast as you can hear from the traffic rumbling underneath we're here at the skybox high above highway 309 Route 309. Yeah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. In Allentown, PA, this is an acid lunch. Uh, a little story about when I was working at Domino's Pizza. We had to go to a meeting um, in Ann Arbor at World Headquarters. And we worked in Lansing. And the thing that was ridiculous about that is the meeting was, I think, like 10 in the morning. And we would close. And at one o'clock, and then have to do paperwork and all that kind of shit. And then we'd have to go and drive the 45 minutes to Ann Arbor and sit to this boring ass meeting. Um, what we would normally do, because we worked till one or two in the morning, we would go to somebody's house after we closed up. Or sometimes there's a while there we'd go to Paul Revere's, a bar. Used to have a minor bird when I was a kid because my dad took me there. He took me to a lot of bars when I was a kid. Yeah, that worked out well since I ended up being an alcoholic. Um, so, yeah, sometimes we would go to uh, Paul Revere's and they had a Jiffy Pop, an automated Jiffy Pop popper machine. And what they would do is they'd clamp the Jiffy Pop in and it would, it had a heating element and it would shake the thing until it went. It was just, I'd only seen that one ever in my life. Um, and if we did go to Paul Revere, what we'd do is walk through the hedge and go to the Denny's next door afterwards. This was before Denny's got busted for their racist policies. And I haven't been back since I found that out. But anyway, so that's what we'd usually do. And then we'd usually go to somebody's house. And we would continue drinking and doing other things until it was morning. And then we would close the blinds and we'd turn cartoons on. And because we were, you know, sleeping and working on the opposite side of the world. So anyway, this was a big pain in the ass having to go to these meetings. So uh, the cast and crew here is Doof Mom, Dr. Hug, Showboat was in on this, and someone else who didn't have a cool nickname, so why bother? And Doof Mom had the idea, and we all agreed, it was a great idea, that we would take a half a head of acid when we were starting to get a little run down, we'd take half a, head, half a head of acid at lunch. So we head out for lunch. And I have to uh, apologize if I'm making more disgusting noises than usual while I'm talking because I'm fighting a killer um, sinus infection. So anyway, we go out there and uh, get in the car, busting up the acid to make half hits, and that didn't go well. It became crumbled acid. And we just decided, what the fuck? We'll just we'll just take a whole hit because you know how is that a bad thing to be at a business meeting at world headquarters and um, doing a hit of acid? So we do that. We drive over. We could go to lunch and right on schedule, the acid kicks in and um, and we're and then we we have business attire on as well. So uh, we're sitting there and uh, the the table that we're sitting at 
eating lunch, I notice, is, is really sloping from my left to the right and um, I'm to the point where I'm surprised anything's staying on it. I mean, I know it's because I'm tripping. So I point out that the table is sloping and then we all start giggling because then everyone else notices too, even though it's not. And uh, there was French fries in a basket and they most certainly looked like a, a tangle of gray worms, big fat gray worms. So that, that caused more hilarity. And um, at this point, yeah, people are looking. And also there is a salad with cum dressing. That may not have been the acid. Uh, no, it was the acid. So I believe that was Showboat's salad. And there was much much chiding of Showboat whether he was going to eat his, his cum-covered salad. <laughs> his cum-covered salad. Um, so anyway, between the table sloping and the, and the basket of worms and the, and the cum dressing, we were, we were having quite a good time. And then we realized we had to get back. So I was driving Doof Mom's 2002 BMW, not the year, but the model, and um, got ready to pull out. I remember I had to make a left turn, and since I was tripping, it just never seemed like making the turn out of that somewhat busy, across that somewhat busy street was going to work out, so I sat there quite a while. <laughs> People are, you know, in the car, they're going, go, go, go. So finally, I just uh, threw caution to the wind and fear and just, you know, slammed on it and headed back to world headquarters. So we got back to world headquarters, pulled in. Uh, nothing was really happening there, acid-wise. And I just didn't want, I didn't want to go back in and sit because there's no point. So I'm leaning up against the wall, trying to just chill out, keep my wits about me. And um, the owner of Domino's, he, like, he really, at that point, he doesn't have the company anymore, but he loves spending lots of money. So he had a, he had a, a private chopper. He also owned the Detroit Tigers. He also bought a tall ship. He also bought half an island um, in upper, what is it, Lake Superior in Michigan. He also had a yacht on top of the tall ship. And he bought a taxi cab company across from Tiger Stadium. Because then he would have a place to land his helicopter when he choppered in to watch the games. And there was one game um, when I was a supervisor that I was way above goal. So all of us that were way above goal got to go to a Tigers game and sit in the owner's box. And that was fucking cool. Guy with a, with a gun and a, a shoulder holster asking me if I'd like another Heineken while I'm sitting in a big leather chair. Uh, you know, right up at the window there. And then Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium, the owner's box was right above home plate. I mean, it was great. It was one of the, of only two, I'm not a baseball fan, but I, for some reason I've been to quite a few games. Um, one of only two foul balls that I could have caught if circumstances were different. The other one was also at Tiger Stadium, and it was um, another game on the house because I worked at Domino's. And uh, this ball's coming, and I can see it. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to get this thing. I keep my eye on it. I'm going to, um, 
you know, soften the hands so I don't bobble it like most people bobble it, especially when they try to one hand it. So I had both hands ready. I was ready to catch it, like pull it in. You know, uh, if I did bounce off, I was going to hit my chest, go down. And then it's almost there, and the guy in front of me stands up while he's eating a hot dog, takes his hat off, and while he's chewing, snags the fucking ball right out from in front of me. So that was the first one that I didn't get. I never got one. Never got a foul ball. Um, so the one in the owner's box uh, was a foul, and it came screaming back. You could actually see that the ball was oblate. It was spinning so fucking fast that it wasn't even round anymore. And um, it came right up to where I was. Unfortunately, I was sitting in the, in the box behind glass. So I just put my hand up against the glass, and it smacked the glass and left uh, an imprint of the laces, and then fell back to earth. And I was brokenhearted. No, I didn't give a fuck. Anyway, so the owner of uh, Down was, like I said, he, he liked this. He has a huge car collection, all this bullshit. And this is before he they built the um, the New World headquarters, which was a big money pit as well. But anyway, standing there, hanging out, and uh, hear the chopper coming in. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here comes Monahan. So the chopper lands and, you know, you hear it winding down. Next thing you know, here comes the owner and he's wearing a, um, a furry white jacket. And no, that wasn't the acid. He was actually wearing a furry white jacket. Um, which looked like polar bear or some shit. So <laughs> then I'm like, all right, keep your shit together. Just stand there and kind of stare off into space. Um, act like you're not here. Become invisible. And he walks by, takes a step, stops, turns, and comes back to me and right up to me and looks at the lapel of my uh, suit jacket. And on there I had a pin that was the same model as my BMW. It was the first BMW I bought. And he looks at it because he's a car dude. I told you he had this fucking crazy collection. And he looks at it and he looks at me and he goes, nice pin. I go, hey, thanks. And then he walks away. And, um, well, that's that. Not a lot happened in that one, I know, but just uh, an interesting little tidbit from my life, one of many. Also, I was told that was after this, I was, that's when I invented the um, term couch nap, or the proverb couch nap, take a couch nap, not a bed nap, because a bed nap will make you mean. Because if you get too comfortable, you, you know, you kind of don't nap, you kind of fall asleep, and then when you get up, you're, you're kind of pissy, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Micromax Marvin on Facebook. There'll be a link to other episodes. Also on Living Large and Hard on Instagram. And as always, oh, also feedback. Just give me some fucking feedback. If you, on any, across any platform, I always appreciate it. And if you know anybody who would like this kind of thing, please send them um, a direct link in, a, in some type of messaging 
because that's about the only way that's going to happen. Um, that they're actually going to listen to it. And as always, as I said previously, due to the traffic you hear underneath me, because I'm high above 309, here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, at the Skybox, as we head on out, thanks for listening, and let's listen to some traffic.